Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now, here's your host for today's broadcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. I'm your host today, Dwayne Sheriff, and I'm excited about sharing and excited about your calls. This is a live show and an interactive uh, format where you can call in and ask questions or give certain comments, and we'd love to hear from you. Let me give you that phone number, and you can prepare to call in later. It's 719-619-2341. That's 719-619-2341. I have a lot of announcements today, a little more than than usual, but we got some great things going on right now as I speak and some upcoming events that I believe will be a blessing blessing for you. Uh, We're in the middle of our Healing is Here conference. Healing is actually really here. We're right in the middle. It's been from August the 8th to the 12th and We have some fantastic speakers, great things are happening, and you still have time to be a part of the service in person. It's located here at the Karis Bible College in Woodland Park. The guest speakers, the keynote speakers for Healing is Here is Andrew Walmack, Pastor Benny Hinn, Carly Terradez, Carrie Pickett, Barry Bennett, Daniel Amstutz, and Greg Moore. And these are some fantastic ministers, very anointed, very able to connect with God and you able to receive a healing. And so if you can't be here in person, you can go and visit that on the website. Also have a a marriage conference coming up and I'll be speaking right here at Woodland Park at the Karis Bible, Bible College. And I'll be sharing on marriage and how we're better together. And this is something that we have failed as a church at large in sharing with an entire generation is marriage and the purpose of marriage and the beauty of marriage and marriage as God has ordained it between a husband now and a wife. And so I'll be sharing, my son will be sharing. That is August the 16th through the 18th, August the 16th through the 18th. And then our very special conference, our Truth and Liberty Conference, and it's called and entitled For His Glory, Truth and Liberty Conference. Man, these things are over the top and we have a lot planned for you. And as a leader, a church uh, leader or a pastor, these are some things that I promise will be a blessing for you and a benefit to help you equip the saints better on all the things that are coming up in our country. Again, that's September the 7th through the 9th, September the 7th through the 9th. Our speakers will be, again, our beloved Andrew Walmack, David Barton, who is just incredible, Congressman Doug Lamborn, Alex McFarlane, who's one of our hosts here on Truth and Liberty, Chad Connolly, Lucas Miles, Janet Porter, Mohammed Faraday, 
and Richard Harris. And last year was just over the top, and I know that you'll be blessed. You really need to make plans for that. It's September the 7th through the 9th. Let me go over some of the things that we'll be doing that'll help you. They'll have workshops on how, how parents can fight the woke agenda in schools. Boy, we need equipped. We need information on how do we stand against this woke movement in our schools? How do we maintain a Christ-like demeanor, actions, attitude, but resist all of the woke that is trying to overtake our schools? So there'll be a workshop on that, uh, a workshop on how a united church can change culture in the local community. How can you unite with other churches to bring about transformation of your city. That's God's plan and that's God's will. And we also have a workshop on how to help women and unborn children in the post-Roe world. Our features are premium performance of Overturned, a drama written by Robert and Elizabeth Murren, commemorating the victorious reversal of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. And if you've seen our productions, they're over the top. They are high quality, high impact, just absolutely phenomenal. And this is a new one. And I believe you'll be blessed on this, this uh, if you will, performance called Overturned. Then we'll have special patriotic music, uh, informative strategic partner spotlights in the program, a packed exhibitor hall with dozens of conservative, like-minded grassroots organizations where you can learn more and get connected and get engaged. This is one of the biggest things as I travel and as I minister in different churches, pastors are asking, how do we get better connected? What are some of the conservative uh, organizations that are having an impact that we can unite with. And so that'll be available. You need to register at truthandliberty.net, truthandliberty.net. It is still a free event, but you need to, to register. And I believe that'll, that'll be a blessing to you. Now we have one special thing that takes place at this year's Truth and Liberty Conference. And that is for exclusive members only. Members to Truth and Liberty are those that have committed to support the work with an automatic reoccurring gift of at least $5 a month. And so if you're doing that, you're considered a member and uh, you're invited to a private uh, reception with Andrew Walmack and Richard Harris at this specific conference. If you're not a member, you need to be a member. This is going to be a source of information, of news that's been tested and vetted that'll help you in the future. We've got some things on the horizon, brothers and sisters, that we need different places and resources to get information that's the truth. And you're not gonna get it in the mainstream media. And so you need to be a part of truth and liberty and you need to get connected with the, even the ministry in regards to the things that are on the horizon. So go to truthandliberty.net and become a member today so that you can attend that special reception. Well, I want to get into some things now that are near and dear to my heart. I hope that you would engage at some level and perhaps either have some questions that would help other people grow in their understanding of the times and the seasons that we live in. 
We need a revelation. We need wisdom. We absolutely need discernment of the times because we are simply at large, I believe, unprepared for the things that are upon the horizon. We're literally on the brink of World War III with Russia invading Ukraine, with China looking at Taiwan and invading it. We are in a serious, difficult place and season, and we simply do not have people in Washington, D.C. that are capable of not only running this country, but dealing with the things that are on the horizon. There is such an agenda afoot that you don't know what news is anymore and what propaganda is and what lies and deception and fraud. We simply need discernment. And one of the things that has amazed me is the lack of, of understanding that came with the COVID-19 virus. There should have been some lessons that we learned about abusive government, about fraud, about deception. And yet many have already forgot the disaster that COVID-19 created. And it wasn't just the virus that created such chaos and literal tyranny. It was corrupt media. It was corrupt government, corrupt agencies, even at a worldwide, a worldwide level. We not only have corruption in our politics at home and, and locally and nationally, we've got international corruption that is going on now in fraud. And there's some things on the horizon that if we don't learn some lessons from COVID-19, I'm concerned that we'll be unprepared even as the church, even as the people of God. And it's almost like we have these short-term memories. We don't, we don't remember the tyranny. We don't remember already the shutdowns. We don't remember not being able to go to work, not being able to go to school, all based in a, a fraud and, and lies and deceptions. And so there's some things that we need to learn and be better prepared for what's coming. There was so much election fraud connected to COVID-19, and there's been no consequences for all this fraud. And evil people, if they're not held accountable, then they'll repeat their corruption. They'll continue to deceive. They'll continue to commit fraud until they're held accountable. This is something that even in the church that I think we miss many times is that God has ordained godly government to execute vengeance to execute punishment on literal evildoers. And this is what Romans chapter 13 talks about, how that God is the ultimate power and all other power is delegated by God and those powers will be held accountable to God. And government is one of those delegated powers that are here to protect the innocent, to keep the peace and to punish evildoers. And when evildoers are not punished or held accountable for their evil deeds, they, they, they double down on their evil deeds. And so there's going to be uh, corruption and fraud in the upcoming election if we don't step up right now, if we don't stand up right now, if we don't speak up right now and, and make a difference now then I promise you they're going to resurrect 
COVID-19. This, this worked so well for tyrants. COVID-19 and our health and manipulating the masses in the name of health, health was so successful that even world governments, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset is, is absolutely fueled right now. And because they saw so many people, entire countries, bow their knee to COVID-19, and they were able to take more control and take away freedom and take away freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of movement that they will use not only COVID-19 or something similar to create panic, to create fear, to absolutely create fraud, to empower themselves. The Great Reset, that's an international narrative and people who want total control and to manipulate and want to be dictators and, and tyrants, that now they'll use global warming, just like they used COVID-19, and we should have been able to see what's going on here. What is really happening? What are people really, really after in manipulating the masses? They're after power. They're drunk on power and control. They want to control every part of your life. And if they can get control of your health, then they can control every aspect of your life. And they learned that. Many in government saw how they could abuse their power during COVID-19 and the shutdowns, the, the corruption within the government, within the, again, CDC, on a worldwide level was phenomenal. And it's as if we weren't awake, we didn't pay attention. Have we learned anything from what happened? And are we prepared for what's on the horizon? Because I personally believe in prayer and seeking God that COVID-19 was a dress rehearsal. I think even the, the, the governors that were abusive during that time, uh, the federal government that became drunk on power and abuse and could get away with so many things that I think it emboldened them to take away more of our freedom. One of the things that truth and liberty stands for is freedom. Galatians chapter 5 verse, verse 1 says that it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 talks about this supernatural change in our life. And verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 3 says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you remove the Spirit of the Lord, you have tyranny. You have socialism. You have Marxism. You have communism and, and tyranny and despots. And you have absolute disregard for human life because you're drunk on power. We see this throughout human history and we see it throughout the scriptures that it was the abuse of power. It was the abuse of political power that, that caused and, and almost took the lives of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was an abuse of power, government power. Uh, Daniel being thrown in the lion's den was a, an abuse of power. Um, Haman attacking Mordecai and building a gallow for Mordecai was an abuse of political power. And 
was intended to ensnare and literally destroy in the case of, of, of Mordecai and Haman in the book of, uh, the book of Ruth. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, uh, you see such an abuse of power, but you see again God reversing things. And that's where our faith needs to be in these end days is that, man, God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? But we need to be awake. And I've often thought in seeking God, especially during COVID-19, watching the abuses, watching the shutdowns, watching the church closures, watching pastors arrested, watching churches being fined for obeying God, for assembling together, it not only reminded me of history at large and a government void of the Holy Spirit, but again, the Bible. What we're seeing today is we have elected people and put people in power who do not know God, who do not believe in God, that want a government void of God. And when you take God out of any institution, that institution becomes corrupted. Man without God, brothers and sisters, is corrupt. Man without God is not good. He doesn't intend good. He, by nature, is a, a sinner. And we have people in charge that want to form a different government than what our founding fathers formed in this, in this representative republic, in a, a system of government rooted in Judeo-Christian principles. They're taking more of God out. They took God out of our schools, and look at what's happened. They're taking God out of government. We have national leaders in Congress that have publicly said things that God is not welcomed in this house, the House of Representatives. If you kick God out of the House of Representatives, you're going to have a corrupt house. And that's what we're experiencing. On the Democrat side, it has just absolutely like a cancer ate them up. On the Republican side, you have many that are just Democrats. They're just socialists and they're rhinos. They're Republicans in name only. And so you've got all of these, these people that are absolutely corrupt and when they're drunk on power, we lose our freedoms. We lose our freedoms. Again, were we awake? Let me go over just a few things, and then we'll, we'll take your calls. But one of the things that happened immediately when COVID-19 uh, broke out, and, and to this day, the media will not tell you where COVID-19 originated. They've got their narratives. They've got their reasons for not wanting the truth out about the lab in Wuhan, China. And it's literally called the COVID, the COVID lab. It is named COVID, and they study COVID viruses in that lab. And many, many reports came out of employees, up to four of them that became deathly ill that worked at that lab, and that's where it came out. But even that is covered up. Even that and bringing that up will get you censored. It'll get you canceled on certain media outlets because there's a narrative there, and they don't want us to know where this originated, and there's reasons for that. 
that God will reveal as time goes on. But the point I'm trying to make is that one of the things that happened when this thing broke out was panic and fear. Panic and fear. I'm talking about among Christians. Listen, the whole world, brothers and sisters, is dominated by fear. They're manipulated by fear. Satan ensnares the masses with fear, especially the fear of death. It's the fear of death. The book of Hebrews talks about how that the fear of death is what Satan used to enslave and to keep in bondage man for thousands of years. We are to be different in the sense of fear and motivated by fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of love, and a sound mind. Where's the sound mind even in the church today? Where's clear, sober thinking? It's as if many, even in the church, are in a drunken stupor on these narratives, on deception, on fraud, on fear. We cannot be moved by fear. You cannot be fear-driven, brothers and sisters, in your life. And when COVID hit, I saw very little difference between someone lost who literally is paralyzed by the spirit of fear. God hadn't given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, and it's a manipulating spirit. It's a controlling spirit. And the world, dominated by this spirit, uses fear to manipulate the masses. And I saw it kick in immediately that fear was used to control people. Fear was used to cause people to willfully give up their freedoms that are from God. Your freedoms are from God, not from man. Your freedom of speech, your freedom of thought, your freedom of movement, your freedom of assembly, your freedom to speak out against the government, to disagree with the government, to say something different than they're commanding and demanding you to say, those freedoms come from God. That's why when I'm defending them, I'm not being political, I'm being spiritual. We were dominated by fear at large as much as the world, and fear always brings a snare. Fear always brings bondage. In John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, Jesus was speaking to those that believed on him and he says, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Truth always leads to freedom. It leads to, to freedom of speech where we can preach the gospel. See, my freedom of speech is connected to the Bible. I'm commanded by Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel. The only way, brothers and sisters, people can be saved is if they hear the truth, if we're able to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus. We're able to speak in the name of Jesus. In the book of Acts, you can see how that the powers that be that were controlling and manipulative, and they were hypocrites, they had to shut down freedom of speech. They had to forbid the apostles to speak in the name of Jesus. That's on the horizon. And why we can't see it, why we don't discern it is a mystery to me, that we've got to wake up. We need a third great awakening in order to be better prepared to resist all this tyranny that is here right now and is going to get, going to get worse.
So we cannot be motivated by fear. We have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. We have to learn to be a people of faith in God and have absolutely no fear, no fear of government uh, weaponizing the judicial system against us, no fear of persecution, no fear of rejection, no fear of censorship, no fear of mockery, no fear of being falsely accused. Man, have we learned anything from from COVID-19? They not only lied, they told lie after lie after lie about how that the vaccine would immunize us from the virus, it would protect us from the virus, and it would keep us from spreading the virus. So that lie, that narrative, absolutely opened the door for people to attack people who didn't take the vaccine then, to falsely accuse them, to call them, uh, you know, virus spreaders, uh, to actually shame them into mask wearing, shame them into taking the virus, calling them murderers, that if you didn't take the virus, you were responsible for the death of people. When in fact, the government has been responsible. The uh, drug and pharmaceutical industry has been responsible for the death of, of multiple lives. This vaccine, we still don't know the effects. We still don't know the consequences. That is all being suppressed. Now it's leaking more and more, but by the time it gets out, people are gonna forget all the fraud, all the media fraud, all the government fraud, all the CDC fraud, all of these kind of things, saints. We can't forget that. And they, I promise you, won't forget it and they'll use it again. And so we cannot be dominated by fear. Boy, I've said a lot and I've said a lot fast. And, and, and I know that, that, that people disagree with a lot of this stuff. They have drank the Kool-Aid. They actually believe things that are fraudulent. And not only are those that are saying these things deceived in the media, but they're deceiving the multitudes. And you can't be a party to that. You and I have to be so loyal to Jesus, so loyal to the truth in these challenging times. In the beginning of this great awakening, we need to be carriers of the truth. And, and we need to speak that truth in love. Uh, I was censored on most of the media out, outlets. It's like we forgot that they came after the church. They came after pastors. Why? Why did they do that? Because we are supposed to be, according to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse, verse 15, we're supposed to be ground zero and the pillar of the truth. We're not supposed to have any agenda that is political, any agenda that's selfish. We do have an agenda. I have an agenda every time I speak, and it is to bring people to Jesus. It is to reconnect people to Jesus. It is to encourage people to be loyal to Jesus. So I don't have a hidden agenda. I do have an agenda to promote Jesus as Lord, to promote relationship with Jesus. And if we do not reconnect 
in an intimate way with Jesus, we're going to be unprepared because we haven't learned the lessons of COVID-19. And there's a lot of other things that I wanted to share, and I'm already out of this first segment. And so we're going to take calls here in just a moment. And so I want to remind you of the number 719-619-2341. You can call and ask questions, but I would even be curious, what are some lessons you've learned from COVID-19? What did God show you? What did God speak to you? Especially things that would contribute to encouraging faith in other, other Christians, in other believers. So we'll be right back in, in, in 90 seconds. We'll take your calls, and I'll try to share some other things on lessons from COVID. We are the antidote for what's happening in this world. But you need to see beyond the physical, and I believe that the greatest days of the church are ahead. God has a word for you. God has a plan for you. And God is raising up an army that knows how to fight the right fight the right way. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we have big plans to make a big impact. If you want to be a part of turning our nation back to God, I want to invite you to become a supporter of Truth and Liberty. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net to the donate page and make a gift there. And you can also sign up to be uh, make a recurring automatic gift of $5 or more per month, and then you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And uh, our gifts to Truth and Liberty are not tax deductible, but I promise you, God sees your generosity. So go to Truth and Liberty and become a member today. This is a godly nation. It was founded upon godly principles. God is calling us to rebuild His house so that He can manifest His glory in the midst of a corrupt and pagan world. I would argue that America has been more prosperous, more successful than any other nation because we've done more in reading and applying the Bible. It is the history for Christians to speak out and to make a difference in this nation. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for being a part of Truth and Liberty. Let me encourage you in the future that I see what God is doing even with Truth and Liberty. And we've got these elections that will be coming up. We've got some things on the horizon that I believe the Lord has shown me that we're unprepared for. And Truth and Liberty, I promise, is going to be a place where the body of Christ can come and get some answers to, to the issues that we'll be facing. Uh, and I'll get into some of those again here in a moment because I'm telling you that government officials that are bent on corruption, that are drunk with power, it's called socialism. It's called communism. It's called Marxism in, in history that they become God and they think they are God and they think they have the right to control the masses. They manipulate people for power. They manipulate people for selfish gain. And history has shown us millions of people killed because of governments void of a conscience void of the Spirit of God. How anybody can support socialism, which evolves into communism, is beyond me and call themselves a Christian because these are government systems void of God 
independent of God. The state becomes God, and you have to do what they tell you to do. And so we have a question here from Frank. We want to take Frank's call from Missouri, and I think his question addresses exactly what I'm talking about. Frank, thank you for calling. Uh, I appreciate you, Pastor Sheriff, uh, and, and your commitment to the Lordship of Christ. And my question is, uh, 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 at what point do we uh, uh, we disregard the uh, the government's mandate, or, 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 or at what point do we not listen to the the baloney that come that came over twenty twenty one? 2020, 2021, uh, uh, at what time? I'm having a hard time getting this question out here. Yeah. What, at what point <laughs> I think I understand it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. The, the uh, it's a great mandate. question. Yes, it's a great question. And, and, and one worthy of discussion. Uh, one worthy of engaging with other believers on making sure we do find the balance because we're going to be falsely accused. Governments that embrace socialism and communism or governments who reject God and become God themselves, they absolutely will come after you if you disagree with them. And again, we have a whole generation coming up of young people that think socialism's just the answer to all our woes. And socialism is the absence of capitalism. Socialism attacks capitalism and the free markets and the freedom to, to create, the freedom to, to see a need and meet the need, and God bless and prosper you in that process. Capitalism can become corrupt. Capitalism isn't perfect, but socialism is absolutely corrupt. It is selfish. It is self-centered. It empowers a few and it leads to communism. And so within that, the government will mandate and control every part of your life. They'll, they'll tell you what refrigerator you can have and can't have, what stove you can have and what stove you can't have, what car you can drive and what car you can't drive, how far you can drive your car and you can't drive your car. This is, this is where we're headed. And people are voluntarily giving up their freedoms in the name of, of their health or saving the planet. We can't destroy or save this planet. The planet is the Lord's, and that's a whole other topic on the theology of the earth. But the bottom line, and what I'm trying to communicate is, governments without God are corrupt, and they're destructive. They destroy liberty. They destroy freedom. They destroy, they destroy everything it touches like a cancer. So when do we push back? Excellent question. Number one, when a government or any institution, whether it be a boss at work, a school teacher, a professor on a college campus, a politician again, when they violate your conscience, you are under no obligation to obey man. And to obey man, you must disobey God. You have to obey God. You have to follow God. I can only disobey the authorities that be when those authorities violate the ultimate authority, God. That's why, man, and I appreciate your comment, Frank, that my passion is not out of politics. My passion is out of loyalty to Jesus. When they demand 
something that God commands, I have to go with God and disobey man in order to obey God. I never obey man, and that obedience leads to disobedience to God. And we have those, we have those examples in the book of in the book of Acts that they were commanded by man, by authority, to do something that violated what God told them to do. So let me back up. Conscience is is a guide, and I will not override my conscience. No one can command me to do something my conscience tells me I shouldn't do. Number two, clear scripture. I'm not talking about opinions. Even within the, the community of faith, we have diversity of opinion. We we all don't see things the same way many times, and uh, I'm perplexed by that at times. I really believe if if we're reading the same Bible <laughs> and we have the same Holy Spirit, we're going to come to a consensus on truth, on what God is saying, and yet there's still division even among the body of Christ. But when it comes to clear Scripture, if the government mandates something that violates my conscience, number one, number two, clear scripture, then I'm under no obligation to obey that. Now, I don't need to attack them. I don't need to become rebellious. We'll be accused of all of that. See, tyranny, and the only way tyranny can work and the only way we can transition from a capital, capitalism to socialism, from free markets to literal fascism of the government controlling all of our businesses is to, is to eliminate conscience and eliminate clear scripture. And so we have to push back, but we can't be and promote anarchy, even though we'll be accused of it, because that's what dictators do. They accuse you of what they're guilty of. That's how they operate. You can see this in the media. You can see this in corrupt politicians. A corrupt politician will always accuse the other party of what they're guilty of. That's how they deflect. That's how they get your attention off of them and on their political opponent. It's just a, a technique of, of, a, of a tyrant. That's how they operate. And so I see them coming more and more after the church in the future. This is one of the lessons I don't think we learned in COVID-19. How can we as a Christian vote for governors? How can we vote for senators that speak out publicly against the church, against the conservative side of Christianity. See, this is a smoke and mirror when you see them attacking conservatives. Conservatives are just between us and them. And once the conservatives are attacked, do you, do you not understand they're going to come after the church? Did we not see them arresting pastors? Did we not see them fining people? for assembling together. God has commanded us to assemble together. See, I wasn't anti-government like I and others will be accused of. I'm anti-corrupt government. I'm anti-tyranny government. I'm anti-government as God, and government has spoken. You will bow your knee to government. No, we bow our knee to the lordship of Jesus Christ, and he is Lord, not Washington, D.C., and so when it violates your conscience, Frank, and it violates clear scripture, then you have to resist. You have to say, no, I'm not following that. A good example of what I'm talking about is the, the vaccine 
that had no science behind it, and that offends people. That offends Christians. We are so deluded and polluted and have drank the Kool-Aid that even when I say there was no science behind the vaccine, even Christians get defensive. Even Christians get offended. They think we're attacking them or something and condemning them for taking the vaccine or speaking negative of them. And I'm not, I don't know anybody that is, but it just shows you the deception that is out there that we were told the science, follow the science, and there's no science on the, the aftermath and effects of this vaccine. There couldn't be any science. Science has to have data. Science has to be questioned. Science has to be tested. Science has to be, be looked at over test after test and longevity. There was no testing of this virus. We bypassed the testing of the vaccine and its effect on this virus and its effect on the human body. And so that was a lie. And yet people believed it because Dr. Fauci said, because Joe Biden said, because senators said, or Congress and people in Congress or the CDC, that they said it was safe and that it was effective. Everybody just believed it out of fear. That was my point in my introduction. You cannot be moved by fear. You have to be totally moved by faith and you have to learn to never react to fear, but respond in situations to God in faith. And so there was no science. Now the truth is bubbling up. It's going to take years for it to come out because this has been horrendous what the government has done. And people just don't want to face the fact that there are people dropping dead, that there's no explanation for it. There are people having heart attacks that are in their 20s that are so many, so many more. I don't know the exact figure of how it has increased that very, very seldom do you see an athlete have a heart attack and blood clots like what we're seeing. And, and studies that are being made, we're beginning to discover there's some after effects to this vaccine. And there's a study out of Australia and Australia is making some bold reversals on this vaccine because they're discovering new cancers and forms of cancer. We don't know what this vaccine can do to the human body. And yet how many people took it out of fear? How many people persecuted people like me who did not feel led to take it, who didn't impose? I didn't impose my faith on anybody. I didn't impose anything on anyone, but I did warn people that, look, we don't know. We do not have the facts on this vaccine. And yet, because the government said to do it and mandated it, think about that. They violated the sovereignty of your body. Many people lost their jobs. Many people lost their careers. Many people were shamed and guilted and fired because they would not take and have a mandated vaccine, the jab, if you will, uh, they lost their jobs. They, they, they lost their careers. Again, it was amazing how that people did not understand that if the government can override the sovereignty of your body, 
Why do you think they won't try to override the sovereignty of your careers, the sovereignty of where you work, what kind of job you have? You know, right now, one of the lessons we didn't learn is how corrupt power is, independent of checks and balances, independent of accountability, independent of some type of, of again, accountability system that we're surprised now when the government and these other institutions are trying to take our kids away from us, are actually believing they have a right to give your child hormone blockers that we have no idea the long-term effects of that, that surfacing more and more the damage that these hormone blockers are creating. We didn't learn our lesson from COVID-19. We allowed them to take sovereignty of our body as if our bodies belong to them and they have a right to put something in our bodies that we don't want to have put in there. And this is, this is, this is so demonic. And, and, and so many Christians, again, were offended when you just even questioned it. The, the essence of science itself is to ask questions and to test and to go with the facts, not opinions, not narratives, not political ploys that manipulate the masses that we experienced. In the book of Revelation, chapter 13, it talks about the mark of the beast. And it said that there'll come a time when you will not be able to buy or sell except you receive the mark of the beast. I'm not saying that the, the shot was literally out of Revelation 13, the mark of the beast. It's the spirit of Antichrist. You're supposed to look at that and you're supposed to think as a Christian that, wait a minute, when anybody comes along and says, if you don't accept this mark, if you don't accept this jab, if you don't accept this shot, you can't buy or sell. You can't work. We will shut you down. We will, we will have house arrest and, and lock you down in your homes. We'll lock your churches and shut your churches down. We'll lock and shut your, shut your businesses down. Think about that. And I'm the one that's kind of radical. I'm the one that's kind of bizarre here. No, man, I know the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist has been here since John who wrote us in 1st and 2nd and 3rd John issues about the Antichrist and that the spirit of Antichrist has been here since the original New Testament was even written, the original transcripts. And there are many Antichrists in the world. I could start naming people that I believe were a Antichrist, not maybe the Antichrist, but they had all the symptoms of the spirit of Antichrist. They denied Jesus and the Lordship of Jesus. And they killed people in the name of, 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 of a superior race, uh, eugenics, with Margaret Sanger that was the founder of parenthood, the elimination of the inferior, the, the superiority of certain races, certain classes, all of these things are demonic. And COVID revealed many of these abuses. And I guarantee you, you cannot give up the sovereignty of your body. Your body does not belong to the government. Your body belongs to the Lord. 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 talks about our bodies belonging to our spouses in the covenant of marriage and in the sexual relationship, but my body does not belong to Dr. Fauci or the CDC or Joe Biden or, or the Congress. They cannot override the sovereignty of my body. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. We've got to learn these lessons. If they ever can override the sovereignty of your body, it's over. Freedom is over. Freedom of speech and to preach the gospel is over. Freedom of thought. Think about what's happening here. You can't even have a thought anymore against what the government says and against the narrative of the corrupt media today. I, I know and heard of, of a lady that just sat outside an abortion clinic and she was praying silently and was arrested. So you don't even have sovereignty over your thoughts anymore. If you don't think the way they command you to think, then you're going off to re-education camps. You're going off to the, to the gulags and you're going to be retrained and rethinking. If you don't think like the government says you ought to think about homosexuality, then you will be persecuted. Eventually you will be prosecuted. And according to the Bible and history, in time you'll be executed until you talk like they talk, think like they think, and do as they do. And there's just a point where Jesus is Lord again, and I'm going to follow Jesus. Man, I've said a lot again, and I'm not sure what happened to our calls. I guess I just ran everybody off. Amen. Man, if this is offensive to you, you need to pray. You need to rethink. What does the Word of God say about truth versus lies? What does the Word of God say about deception? Let me look at a scripture in uh, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. I'm in the New King James Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter, I mean, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. Let me back up a little bit here. Um, let's go to, um, yeah, Paul is talking about, go to verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine. Are we carefully following the doctrine, the doctrine of the apostles? Or are we carefully following the doctor of doctrine of professors, of doctors, of politicians? There's a point, brothers and sisters, that we have to come out from among them and we have to be ye separate. We have to follow sound doctrine from the word of God, not the word of man. But you have carefully followed by doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystria. This is where Paul was stoned and left for dead. Think about that for a minute. He preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and instead of taking up an offering for him, they took up stones and stoned him. This opposition to truth is nothing new. This cultural war is nothing new. It's just new to us because we were established as a nation under Judeo-Christian principles 
So the entire government was set down based on the Word of God. The checks and balances were put within our government versus other governments of checks and balances and, and, and godly, godly principles. And so we, we got used to a culture that was affected by the Word of God, affected by Jesus and His kingdom and his ways and principles. And what's happened is we've just since about the 50s and especially the 60s, we just got further away from God and further away from God and Christians became silent, confused on where do we engage, where do we not engage. I went through a season in my life, I wasn't sure where do I engage and where do I just totally separate and I got into for a while the doctrine of isolation, not separation. That man, I'm just cutting myself off totally from the world, and uh, I realized I'm not. I'm not a light anymore. I'm not salt anymore. I'm not a city set on a hill. So there's a difference between isolation and separation, and so and so there's a place where we have to get wisdom. Where do we engage, and how do we engage? in this cultural war because it's real. And what fascinates me again is we learned evidently no lessons at large from COVID-19 and what's on the horizon because the further the nation gets away from God, the more silent we, the church, become, the more evil is emboldened, the persecution is going to pick up. The persecution is going to pick up according to history and according to the to the Bible, and that persecution will lead to prosecution. What evildoers will do, and we're seeing it done to Trump, we're seeing it done to conservatives, we're seeing the government weaponized to now imprison any political opponents. That's a manifestation of communism. That's how communism works. That's how these people stay in power, is they weaponize the government to imprison any opposition, to silence any opposition. Did we learn anything from the from the, the Twitter files that were made public and how the government was in bed with social media to censor anything that violated their, their narrative? I don't think we've learned yet. I don't think it's gotten bad enough yet that we're going to wake up. I don't know what it's going to take to wake us up because... Persecution is coming at a, a, a higher level because we saw it during COVID-19. They persecuted anybody that didn't take the shot. They persecuted churches for speaking the truth and being the pillar of the church. They persecuted pastors for obeying God, assembling together as we see the day, the day approaching. And so Paul is sharing all of his examples of suffering that he went through for the gospel's sake, for the truth. The truth costs something. Liberty costs something. And if we're not willing to pay the price now for liberty, for freedom, and address this politically, address this in a civil manner, where do you think all this is going to lead to, saints? I don't even want to say it, but we're on a bad path and we need to wake up. So Paul is saying, you know of all my persecutions, how that at Antioch and Lystria, I was stoned for the gospel's sake. Demonic powers stirred up a mob to silence him. What do you think all the riots were about? 
And yet, did we learn anything? Have we grown? Are we seeking God for answers? In verse 11, all these persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystria, what persecutions I endured. We need to learn to endure. And then he says, and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. All who live godly, all who speak the truth in love, all who embrace sexual purity, all who embrace marriage and the covenant of marriage as God ordained it for all of humanity, all those who stand for what is right and virtuous and near and dear to the Lord, they shall suffer persecution. That's what's happening. This isn't about left or right, Democrat, Republican. This is about evil versus good. This is about those who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. Who'd have thought we would wake up and we would just simply say that we don't believe it's pure and godly to have drag queens having an hour at the library imposing perversion on our children and the pushback you would get. Watch what happens to anyone out of Hollywood that stands up and speaks the truth and has a sound mind and, and leans toward godliness. You'll see them come out, they'll make a stand, and then there's like, they'll come out the next day because they were so accosted, they were so assaulted that they have to do a, like a hostage video of, I'm sorry, I didn't have my mind right, I misspoke. No, we're not sorry. We're not misspeaking. All these sexual perversions are wrong, and if we don't stand up to it now, where will it go? Evil has no bottom. Darkness has no limit. That's why people who embrace darkness, Jesus said, would be cast into outer darkness. There's no bottom to the pit. Well, I'm running out of time in this segment again. We have a few calls. I'll take them as soon as I get back. You can call us at 9 or 719-619-719-2341. And I'll take your calls and uh, even your comments. Thanks for so much for being a part. I'll be back in 90 seconds. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. The moment you believe your healing is done and it's just a matter of time until whatever the symptoms are, are gone. You observe what Jesus did and try in your mind and say, I'm making a judgment that Jesus paid the price for me. We focus on what the doctors can do for us more than what God can do for us. Say, God is my healer, not the doctor. 
Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Truth and Liberty. We are all about freedom. We're all about liberty in the Lord. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what do you think happens when you remove the Spirit of the Lord? You have bondage. You have slavery. You have tyranny. And that's the path we're on. We've already, I believe, in one way, lost the republic. We are not a representative republic right now. We have an administration that is in power, that is absolutely imposing ungodliness on the masses. You have to renew your minds, brothers and sisters, to what's really going on, and evil is now being imposed on the masses. And we are the pillar and ground of the truth. And so we have to speak the truth. We have to speak it in love, but we have to speak the truth. We have to, we have to start voting for people that love, love freedom, that love and will keep this representative republic. The way we're going, who knows what we're going to leave our children. And Benjamin Franklin, I believe, was the one that said that he had given us, he had given us this document, the founding fathers gave us a document and his prayers that we would, would be able to keep it. We're about to lose everything, and yet the church is asleep. The culture is totally obsessed with evil, and we've got to see a great awakening. I'm praying for a great awakening, and it starts with you, my brothers and sisters, that you need to let God be true and every man a liar. What God says is true no matter what the culture says or where the culture wants to go. And so I'm trying to encourage you in your faith. Do not fear man. Fear the Lord with a godly fear. It's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. I'm not seeing wisdom even within God's people. I'm not seeing godly pushback like I believe is coming. I believe the awakening has begun and that we're going to see the godly pushback while there's still hope. Let's take our call. Our first caller is Cindy. She's a partner of AWMI. Thank you for that. She's from Florida. Uh, Cindy, what's your question? Thank you for calling. Hi, God blessings, Pastor Dwayne. Um, I've heard you say Thank before you. that... Oh, you're welcome. I've heard you say before that the body of Christ isn't ready for what's coming. My question would be yes. is how do we get ready for something that we don't know is coming. That is excellent. Wow. What a great question. That therein lies the problem, that we're not awake. We haven't, and I'm not being critical. I, I, I say this with a pure heart and sincerity. I think at large, people have just tried to disengage. Even Christians, they've just disengaged and, and have hoped this stuff will just go away. That this is, oh, it's just, a, it's just a glitch. It's just a season. This too will pass. Uh, and, and 
And so we've not been awake. We've been asleep. And that is what's contributing to not being prepared. So your question is absolutely excellent. And that's why you also hear me say that I believe the Lord has revealed to me and others that we're in the beginning of a great awakening. We're waking up. We Some of the good lessons that were learned from COVID, for instance, is because the left, uh, the Marxist in the country, overstepped their power and began to shut our schools down. And then parents had to get involved and they began to see what was being taught to our children. Well, we shouldn't have been asleep. Every good parent should know what's going on in that classroom, what's being taught. And if things are being taught that are contradictory to your faith, you need to challenge those things. You need to lovingly go down to the school and find out what is being taught Oppose it if it's ungodly, be a part of the school board, be a part of the school board meetings. And again, what lessons have we learned? When the FBI comes against parents that are opposing curriculum in a local school and are called terrorists, we got to wake up that we have empowered a government and have fueled a massive bureaucracy that is going to turn on us, that is going to call all of us terrorists if we are loyal to Jesus. If we don't bow our knee, it's going to be like Nebuchadnezzar, that we're going to be cast into the fire. And and the awakening is the beginning then of being prepared. I think and I believe that many voices are emerging I really believe that this ministry has absolutely positioned itself to be a voice, not an echo. And I do believe the awakening can happen suddenly, that people, again, they woke up uh, to what's being taught in the school. Even the lost people are waking up that this transgender thing is evil and that it's wrong to transition a 12, 13-year-old child that's going through puberty, that all of us that went through it knew what a traumatic time that was in our life and a confusing time in our life, our bodies changing, and these poor girls. Uh, and we're, we're seeing even people who have transitioned. I just saw a video, uh, Cindy, that was over the top. I wish I could have played it. Um, I don't know if next week or the next time I'm hosting, I'll, I, may, I may get permission to play this, but it's a video of a young girl that transitioned to a boy at 13, 12, 13. Her whole life is ruined. And the lies and the evil that the doctor said to their parents is waking people up. People that have transitioned, there are thousands of them speaking out now, but see, they've learned they're on the other side now and they're being censored. They're being mocked. They're being called names. They're being suppressed. That's what evil does. That's the nature of evil. So the awakening is seeing it. Once we see it, we need godly men and women to speak up, to speak out, to step, step out, take the arrows. I read to you out of 2 Timothy chapter 3 how that Paul was an example, and he lived as an example of doing the right thing, saying the right thing, and suffering for it. We actually had, Cindy, we had a pastor's conference during COVID and the governor of the state of Colorado put out a, 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 a 
a warrant for Andrew's arrest and others, and I knew even that they would come after after me and the other speakers. That's supposed to be a wake-up call. Every Christian listening to me ought to get every family member to listen to what I just said and to realize if they will come after us, what makes you think one day they won't come after you? That's what I'm talking about. We're unprepared. It starts with an awakening, and it's happening. People like you are waking up and others. I'm not saying, Cindy, you were asleep. I'm simply saying that it is happening, uh, and that will help then us go, wait a minute. I'm not voting for anybody that promotes uh, the abortion of children right up to even a partial birth of abortion. And we have now, evil has been so emboldened, they'll tell you what they believe. We're not going to vote. I'm not going to vote. The body of Christ could fix this. We could save this country. I'm not talking about in and of ourselves. I'm talking about God in us could save this country in one election cycle. If Christians would vote their conscience, if Christians would listen to the policies, not the personality, not feed on the media and the deception and the narratives of the media who have an agenda of Marxism, of socialism, of communism. They have to get rid of anything that opposes the government and that is a free thinker. And so why vote for those people? Don't vote for anybody that'll kill a baby, even out of the womb. And they'll tell you, don't vote for anybody that promotes and celebrates perversion. I could go on and go on and go on. I think I think Andrew and I've done this before. I, I did it before I knew Andrew. But when we come up to the election cycle, I guarantee you, if I'm not kicked off of here, <laughs> if, I, if I'm still a host, I guarantee you, I'm going to put up what do the Democrats say. I'm not going to put up what Republicans say about Democrats or Democrats say about Republicans. I'm going to put up what does the Democrat Party stand for. And if you stand for these things, vote for it. What does the Republican Party stand for? The problem we have basically is the Democrats will tell you what they stand for and they'll follow through. The Republicans will tell you what they stand for, but they won't follow through because many of them are afraid of man. The media will attack. I'm, I'm preaching. Bless my heart. I'm trying to answer your question that we will see an awakening. I heard Bill Maher, and I'm not for Bill Maher, I don't care for Bill Maher, but when Bill Maher is waking up and seeing that this censorship is ungodly and it leads to tyranny and that we'll all eventually come under the assault of a government that thinks it's God, that if Bill Maher is kind of seeing this isn't right, something's happening. Something's happening. So did I answer the question? I apologize, Cindy. Did I, did I help at all? Yes, you did, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate your insight and standing up and sticking with the truth. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, stick with us because, like I said, I think this this ministry is going to explode. The Lord has shown me that this is going to explode once the awakening starts. People are going to be seeking the truth, and everybody I know associated with this ministry, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We misspeak. I shouldn't have threw everyone under the bus 
I should have just threw me under the bus. Let me start over. I misspeak. I can misunderstand something. I can make a mistake. But I guarantee you my heart and everybody I know associated with truth and liberty, their heart is for the truth. And if we're on the wrong side of it, we're going to repent. <laughs> and we're going to get right with God. And God is going to save us and our country in the name of Jesus. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy, for calling. Let's go to Valerie in Texas. Uh, it appears you have a comment, maybe not a question. Valerie, thanks for calling. Yes, uh, Pastor Dwayne, I just wanted to tell you, I've been listening to you since about 2009 and Andrew, and uh, I just am thankful for you because you, it, this is confusing times, but when it came, I wasn't yes. as confused. Thank the good Lord I wasn't. And it's because Amen, you, sister. And Amen. and Mar Mario Morello, yes. people like you that are speaking up, oh, and I just appreciate these, you. Oh, I'm, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> because those are some beautiful people. There is a, a, a emergence right now. People are getting bolder. They're, the domino, I think that the domino effect is happening. I think there were just a few of us. I've got a few friends uh, that have even been on Truth and Liberty uh, that were just bold when, man, it, it was costing us. We were accosted, falsely accused, attacked, threatened to be arrested. But what happens is when just a few go ahead and step up like the Apostle Paul did and take the arrows, it's like a domino effect. Courage if you will, breeds courage, just like fear breeds fear. When you see even national leaders collapsing, you tend to follow that pattern. Uh, when you see national leaders like we're seeing now step up and just simply speak the truth in love, and if it costs us everything, the only way we're going to overcome Satan, according to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, is by the blood of the Lamb, they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb. That's grace. That's who Jesus is and what Jesus did. And the word of their testimony. That's our faith. Faith speaks. Faith confesses Jesus as Lord. So they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Man, we just love our popularity too much. We need to repent. We just love the favor of man and the praises of men. Too many national leaders cannot handle rejection. And that's the lesson we're supposed to learn from COVID, that, hey, if everybody gets angry at us for trying to do the right thing, say the right thing, we can't love our lives unto death. So, Valerie, thank you for recognizing that. But I believe enough men of God have stepped up to the plate and the domino effect is happening. I think more pastors are going to step out. More pastors are going to engage. I pastored for four decades. I know what they go through. I know that pressure and that fear. But you have to fear God, not man, and not love your life, not love fame, fortune, favor. None of these things. When you named a couple, I don't like naming names. I just don't want to make a mistake. But when you get to know those men and you meet those men, they are selfless men. They, they love Jesus. And if they lost everything, I'm confident they'd still do the right thing. Amen? So... Thank you again, Valerie, for calling. Let's go to Elizabeth uh, from Missouri. Uh, do you have a, a comment or a question, Elizabeth? Well, yes, I just wanted to really call and um, 
affirm what you're saying. I'm just behind you. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for this ministry. And I, I know there's a lot of other pastors that are becoming bolder and bolder and speaking out the truth. And um, I, as I said, I just wanted to encourage you, Pastor Duane, but I wanted to say I do know that revival has begun and that there is, uh, that people are waking up. And I've really felt like the fact that things have gotten so out of hand and it, it seems like they can't get any worse and then they do is <laughs> yeah. actually working for the benefit because it's helping to wake people up. One more thing I wanted to Absolutely. say is like, I've kind of held on to from the beginning of all this <clears throat> that I believe that it's it's just gotten so bad. I believe God is the only one that's going to be able to get the glory for the turnaround. But I keep being Amen. encouraged by stories in the Old Testament of the Israelites being outnumbered and in a horrible position, mm. and then something happens like the wind blows through the trees and scares Amen. the enemy, and they run off. Amen. And, and you know, so yeah. I, I believe we're going to be seeing things like that. Amen. Um, oh, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten more goosebumps during this broadcast. I don't, I don't get the goosebumps anymore. The chicken skin, I call it. But I, I hear you, and the anointing on, on what you're saying, Elizabeth, is so real that we, we have gotten so far from God. It, it only God can get us back, and God will get the glory. And you just ministered to me. Elizabeth, that we need to start praying and believing for supernatural interventions. That that was beautiful, that the trees, the wind blowing in the trees scares the enemy off. That the angel of the Lord absolutely wiped out entire armies. And, and something you said that triggered something in me, Elizabeth, was that even Gideon's army was too big. And God had to whittle that thing down to 300 people, to just a few. It only takes a few. It only, think about this, brothers and sisters. It's only a few that are corrupting the country. It's not the majority. There's not a majority of people out there that believe in cutting the body parts of your sons off or your daughter's body parts off. There's not, a, you'll never convince me there's a majority of people that believe in mutilating our children. And yet the minority is directing the narrative. The deceived are deceivers. This is going to re reverse supernaturally. The truth tellers are going to create truth in people. And not only that revival, which is a little different than an awakening, but I'll take it a revival in anywhere at any time, but it will fuel this awakening and that's why we have to be faithful to the gospel. See, I'm not preaching the gospel now to even get people to wake up. Think about this for a minute, brothers and sisters. We have to be faithful to preach loyalty to Jesus, the power of the cross, the atonement and forgiveness of our sins, because when the great awakening starts, they've got to hear the good news, that God loves you that Jesus has forgiven you, that you can be saved from a devil's hell. You can be saved from the path of death, darkness, and destruction that you were on, and you can get on a path of life and light and eternity with Jesus and blessings, hallelujah. So we have to be prepared as the great awakening starts to see a great harvest. 
And Matthew 9, 38, Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. We're going to see a harvest. I, I'm excited. I better get to these calls. I'm running out of time. Let's, let's thank you, Elizabeth. You were excellent and great points that really inspired me. Thank you for your encouragement. All right, let's go to Cheryl. You're from New Jersey. And Cheryl, what's your question here on Truth and Liberty today? Hello. I, I would like to know why did our founding fathers enslave people, which led to the Civil War, if we're one nation under God? Because the scriptures right. are clear when it right. says we're one, right. um, uh, many nations. Right, right. And Right. It doesn't say we're different races. It says um, that's right. We're many nations. No. Uh, you need to. Bill Federer has some unbelievable material on this. Uh, David Barton has some just tremendous material on this. Let me encourage you that the narrative in America and the hate America crowd, the destroy America crowd. The ones that want to tear the country down and then they want to rebuild it in some image besides what God has ordained our country to be. They'll talk about slavery as an isolated event here in America, but slavery is a sin of the world. Slavery was not a sin exclusive to America. Slavery was the way of the entire world for centuries, and slavery is evil men empowering themselves, imposing themselves, and manipulating their fellow man. That's why you hear me talking against government. I will not be enslaved to government because that's what evil people do is they enslave them, the masses. And let me say this too, if you really want the answer, I'm sincere in this and I pray you have a heart to hear this. Uh, the, you, you, you ask the question, how could they do that? Why would they do that? Well, let me ask you a, a simple question. How can people kill babies in the womb and have no consciousness of it, celebrate it, promote it, empower themselves by others who want to kill babies? Slavery was evil, and evil people promoted it, and evil politicians is what caused the Civil War. We could have resolved slavery and the issue of slavery politically but we didn't have the political willpower because of evil people, because of corrupt people. We don't have right now the, the desire even or the will to settle these issues politically or they're going to lead to a civil war. The Supreme Court overruling Roe versus Wade was one of the biggest miracles of my lifetime and at least on a federal level, we said that this is a state issue and as a nation, we're not as an entire nation going to condone killing babies. But until you are willing, until I'm willing, until we're willing to look at how can people deaden their conscience, sear it with a hot iron, and kill a baby, a baby right up into the third trimester, right up unto what they call a partial birth abortion. How can anybody do that? How can any government support that? You want the answer? Evil. That's the nature of evil. And if we keep putting evil people in power, they will impose evil things on the masses. That's why voting matters. We could have voted and avoided the Civil War, 
But it wasn't slavery that caused the Civil War. It was the Great Awakening that brought about the Civil War. People woke up to this is evil, and because we didn't deal with it politically, it wound up causing a, a literal civil war, and people gave their lives to free their fellow man. There were over 600,000 people that gave their lives to set slaves free and to eradicate this evil in our country. And today, we are facing even greater evils, and people are condoning it. They're celebrating it. They're walking and marching in the streets for it. It's no different. Evil hasn't changed. It was evil that caused that, and it's evil that's causing what we see today. And so I just want to fight this thing spiritually in waking people up and calling evil evil and calling good good, and I want to vote for people that'll set slaves free. I want to vote for an Abraham Lincoln that is awake and that sees evil for what it is and is willing to do what it takes to do the right thing and set people free. E slavery was an evil that was in the heart of men throughout the whole world. It still goes on today. Why is there sex, sex trafficking? Do you know, uh, Cheryl, what sex trafficking is? It's slavery. It enslaves young people to, to sexual perversion and slavery. And yet, why isn't there a groundswell against that? There's a movie that just came out, Sound of Freedom. And there are people and politicians and evil people that are coming against the movie that uncovers the reality of slavery. So there's still slavery in the world. And why? Because there's evil people. And if good people don't do the right thing, evil will continue to prevail. But I want to be on the good side and a good person in Jesus and stand against abortion, stand against sex trafficking, stand against perversion in our schools because I have a conscience and I know God's word and you and I need to bind together now and not allow evil at any level to prevail. I hope that answers the question. All right, we've got AJ from Colorado. Um, we're running out of time, AJ, AJ, but man, what's your question? Hey, Pastor Dwayne, I was hoping you could tell me what sorts of signs of hope do, are there for America? Have you seen them uh, popping out biblically or just anything that you can see? Uh, excellent, excellent question, and we should all have hope. We can never give up hope. That's what the devil and evil want to do, is they want us to feel hopeless. You know, that question on slavery, I guarantee if you'd have lived in those days and you'd have loved Jesus, you'd have felt hopeless. You'd have been confused. You'd have been thinking, how could anybody condone this? How could even Christians condone it? And now here we are hundreds of years later, and you've got Christians condoning abortion. You've got Christians condoning drag hour in the library. You've got Christians that's saying it's okay, and that maybe we need to march during Pride Month. Same confusion, same type evil. So you can't lose hope. Many lost hope during even the Civil War. And it was a dark time in our country, and we're headed for a dark time again if we don't repent. But in Romans chapter 4, we have Abraham, the father of our faith, and he taught us how to trust God. He taught us how faith works. And when he was 100 years old and Sarah was 90, he had lost hope in the natural. Total hope in the natural was over. He knew he cannot 
have a baby and that his body is dead and that Sarah's womb is dead. Yet it says in Romans 4, 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. When it when it's hard to find hope in the natural, we have to have faith in hope, supernatural hope. We have to have hope that God is truly sovereign and that while he's not controlling everything, ultimately he's in control. There is a point where God intervenes in the affairs of man. And while he's delegated authority to us, he's delegated responsibility to us, it's our fault. It's the church's fault that we're here. It was the church's fault that slavery was allowed. And it was the church that was a part of the great awakening that brought about the ending of slavery. It was the church that protected slaves and the the underground escaping of, of slaves. All of that was facilitated by Christians, by believers, by people of conscience. And those same believers live today. And so I'm putting my faith in hope, the God of hope, and I believe that God is not through with us. I believe God loves people and that he wants to reach these people. This isn't about us versus them. It is about us taking God to them and Jesus saving them. So I see, I see lots of signs of hope. I see a, a parallel media that's emerging. You know, when I was young, there were only three networks, the alphabet networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And man, the corruption that we're seeing today didn't start today. The media's been corrupt my entire lifetime. They're just bold about it now. They just have taken the mask off and they're full-blown communists. They want to dictate truth. They want to, if you will, infuse their desires into the news and create these narratives that are for a central government. You got to understand these kind of things, but I see hope in ulterior alternative media, parallel media. I believe truth and liberty is going to evolve. I believe God showed me that you're going to be able to get good news from, from truth and liberty. These other ministries, there's some good, uh, outlets of news, of conservative news that's emerging. I don't want to name any. Uh, you're going to have to research those on your own. Uh, you know, I, I like the Daily Wire. I just named one. <laughs> and that uh, my wife and I have our fellowship time in the morning and just go through the headlines. I can't believe I'm out of time. I hope I got to all the calls Thank you so much for being a part of Truth and Liberty. I didn't manage my time well, but man, I was fired up today. I believe the calls were absolutely excellent. This will replay, and, and I hope that your family and your friends will listen to what's being said. said. We need to learn what are the lessons that are positive out of COVID. That's some of the hope, AJ, that I still have. I do see lessons being learned. I do see people in Hollywood stepping up and speaking out. People within the music ministry are starting to step up and speak out. People in culture 
are stepping up and speaking out. They get oppressed. They get suppressed. They get attacked. And many of them uh, repent, but they're still infusing boldness and courage in others to step up and out. Well, again, actually, I've got a, a minute and 20 seconds. Do we, have, do we have any calls? Any calls left? Okay, we don't have any calls. We got to our calls. Oh, I'm over. Thank you for being a part of Truth and Liberty. I hope I see you again soon. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.